Alright guys, welcome back to episode number two of season two of my podcast, Ambitious Odyssey. Um, I'm joined by incredible friends, someone who's I've, who I've known since I was a kid. Jeremy, would you like to introduce yourself to to like five people <laughs> to the public? <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys doing? I'm Jeremy and yeah, me and I feel like we've known each other for time. Go way back. Crazy. Go way back to, I think when we were like nine not even nine, like eight, nine years old. Yeah, primary school, like just the the day ones. I'm telling you, day like when when I say day one, like this is a definition of this a is day it. one. <laughs> like I moved this guy day one. Man, thank you so much for coming on. And um, today today's episode is gonna be you know a, a heavy hitter, something I've been meaning to talk about for a while. And um, I was just waiting to link up with the right person and. Just you know, who better to speak with than someone I've known practically since I was a kid? We yeah. kind of share the same experiences. Wanted to talk about the uh, Black Lives Matter movement, the revolution that's currently going on, not only in America but also in the UK, yeah. around the yeah. globe. And I wanted to just you know open people's ears um, to the injustices that happen every day, not just in America but also here in the UK. Mm. I also wanted to kind of highlight your story as well because uh, I think it's so unique and I think it needs to be shared because yes. not a lot of people have like the same not a lot of people are privy to it I think we're kind of lucky yeah. we, we grew up in that area where we were surrounded by so many people from so many different ethnicities mm-hmm. and then like you know had that upbringing where you know we we're very aware but I don't think many people are so we're going to be just you know talking about Jeremy's story about emigrating to Glasgow because you originally were living in Zimbabwe. Yeah, Zimbabwe. What age were you when you moved to the UK? Jeez, I must have been four or five. I would say four, turning five. Crazy. I was around like six, I think five, six. Yeah. So we're like the same age. Mm-hmm, pretty much. How, how was it coming to the UK? What was that like? Your parents were like, oh, we're moving to the UK? My parents <laughs> saw, my parents moved here before I did, I guess, to secure everything. Secure the bag? Yeah. So when everything was ready to go, I was told I'm coming to the UK. And I just, I didn't even understand. I just thought of it as, oh, I'm going to see my parents. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, I didn't even think of anything different. And I just remember being on the plane and getting, arriving. First, I think I arrived in England, somewhere in England. And I just saw, I was just like, where's my parents? Because the whole time this lady was just leading me around. So I had no idea. Okay. What the hell was going on? And I just remember being like, I can't wait to see my parents. It's been so long. Like, I wanted to see my parents. And it was just, it was just so weird, bro. I can't, I can't really remember what it was like, but I remember like certain bits, bits and pieces. Yeah. Same. I remember like coming to the UK and we were like staying at a hotel for like two Mm -hmm. weeks. And it was just so strange, like lining up to go to the, like the restaurant there and they didn't yeah. have the food that we used to eat back home. It was like fish and chips and all this stuff. And we were it's like, like a different world, huh? I was like, yo, where are we? I want to go back home. <laughs> it was crazy. Like I wanted to talk about like, we both grew up, you know, in the same area and um, we, you know, I just wanted to get, I've never really talked to you about this, but like growing up, I think I faced a, you know, I faced a lot of racism, especially in like primary school. But what was it like for you? Because we never talked about that because we were really young. Mm-hmm. But what was it like, man? Um, for my younger years, I just remember I didn't really 
I don't think I had a lot of friends that you'd like, you know, because you're so young, you don't really hang out with the friends at school. Yeah. So the my friend, like my best friend was my neighbor and they were black as well. So Chill. it, yeah, we did. I don't think I really faced that much racism as when I was super young. But I feel like when I got older into like the high school years, that's when it was like you just get like little moments of it. Really? Like, what do you mean? What, what type of moments? So I remember I would walk to school with my neighbor every day, right? Yeah. But then there was one day where I think she was sick. So I just walked by myself and I'm walking up just another day and I'm walking past this house that we always walk by every single day. And I just, I, I, I'm walking and I hear this guy, this old man is standing out like at his window and he just shouts the N-word at me randomly. And I'm just there like, I like looked at him and he was just looking at me and I was just kind of shocked and I was just like, I, I just kept moving. I just, and I was just wondering who does that? Like standing outside your window, you just randomly shout that. Shout the N-word outside the yeah. window. Yeah. What, what year were you in, man? What age? I must've been in third year. Third year, okay. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what year, what age are you in third year? 14? 14? Bro, 14. I think so. My reaction yeah, would have just... been like a bit different if someone had like slurred the the p word at me, man. I would have been like, wait, who who said that? Like what? Like, yeah. like rock? You know what I'm <laughs> I was just so shocked. Wait, I was just, that... It came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy, bro. I didn't know yeah. that the area that we lived in was like low key that racist because when you're young, you don't really no- notice. You know, yeah, you never see it. When obviously you got older, you started to notice. What were like any other moments that kind of like shocked you? You're like, wait. What just happened? So there was another time in my neighborhood, like there's, you know how like when you're growing up and you hang out with your neighbors and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we always, there they were, it feels like a TV show. There were bullies, of course. Right. <laughs> so, and I just thought like they were just, just mean kids. But then as we, I think I was in sixth year and I heard, uh, apparently they, one of the people had attacked one of the other neighbors on bonfire night with like fireworks and they were launching fireworks at this black family, like this black dad. And we were, and I was just like, that was the moment where it was like, this is happening like in my area, right. people that I know. And it's, it was all over the news. Everyone was talking about it. And it's, I just didn't even know how to react. Cause I couldn't believe that that was real. Bro. That's crazy. I couldn't have imagined what it would have been like for you. What was like, your like family's reaction to that were they all like really shocked and scared yeah we like even for me it was just a thing of like i now i don't want to go outside by myself or be caught walking around this neighborhood so like even to this day i don't really hang around my neighborhood if i'm going out straight to the car to to wherever i need yeah to wherever i need to go because i don't i don't want to be around here wow bro i never knew it was like that for you man that's crazy, bro. Yeah. Like, it's a luxury for me. Although people are like brown lives, whatever. Like, I still have privilege. I can, mm-hmm. I can walk outside. Like, me and my mom go for walks every day. I don't need to look yeah. up my shoulder. Like, that's a luxury. And you even saying that you go straight to the car. You don't even mm-hmm. have, like, conversations to just, like, take a walk around, you know, around the local area. That's... I can't even, like, get my head around. It's 2020 and you're... There's still yeah. some people that don't feel comfortable in society, bro. Crazy. It's, it sucks, man. It sucks, but 
I, I hate when I didn't I almost say it is what it is, but it shouldn't be like that. It, it should, yeah. Yeah. I think we've been like a bit too comfortable with it for too long. What do you think? Yeah, like, for sure. Almost to the point happen. where I'm just, I'm used to it. Like I, I don't even think about freely walking. Like, you know, we would take nighttime walks. <laughs> yeah, you won't catch me doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You would never catch me. So that's just my normal now, but it's weird to think that I'm so used to that now. Like, it's just, it's what I'm used to. It's just like, as soon as you leave the house, car, go to town. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's that's crazy, bro. Imagine like yeah. living. That's crazy. And also, we talk about like a, a hot word right now: systemic racism. Did you mm-hmm. feel like any sort of racism when you were at school or when you were like applying for jobs or what was that like, man? Like when you were like going up against an authority and you felt like kind of discriminated. So for me, pers- in school anyway, I don't think. I ever experienced that. Most of, thank God, in my school, there were teachers were like they. Not all teachers were white, so yeah. it's it was. And some of the classes I was in, it was like Asian teachers and like black teachers and everything. So it was. It just I never felt like out of place in school or felt like I was treated differently. Sure. And in terms in terms of jobs. I'd like to think not, but it has been hard trying to find a job. And I've literally, my first job was when I was like 20 years old, I got my first job. Mm. So it's taken some time. And I was one, I was always wondering like, why is everyone in school getting hired for McDonald's? Yeah. And I'm applying for McDonald's every month and nothing, yeah. nothing at all. Yeah. So I didn't want to think of it like that. But there was a time where one of my friends posted on Facebook on her wall, she said, she applied for McDonald's and she signed out. You know how they ask for ethnicity and all that stuff. Yeah. So she signed out that she was black and everything. She didn't get a, she didn't get an interview. And then she tried again and say she was white. And then she got an interview. And oh. I was thinking, and I was like, bro, say it ain't so. Like that can't that can't be real. Genuinely, that can't be real. But I've never experienced it. But to know maybe I have experienced it and I've just been none the wiser. Mm-hmm. And I just never realized that clocked on that's crazy bro you even just saying that like applying to mcdonald's and you know people that you knew that were like i remember i I remember being in the same situation when i turned 16 which is like the legal age to work in the uk Mm -hmm. every single day like a minimum of two jobs every day i was like all right let's go boom 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 and it took me almost a year to get my like first first job and i was like it it shouldn't be this tough like i know people like I know people that are dumb that have like no no like social skills no offense but like I I see you guys you have like, no ambition no motivation I'm really trying to go out here trying to get some experience but somehow you know these people are the ones that are securing these jobs and it kind of made you think mm-hmm. like you know it must be it like it must be the color it must be because of so and so so it took me your first year to land my first role but you even just saying that it took you till the age of 20 to you know find mm. find your first job that's crazy but i'm i'm sort of glad i kept telling myself like when i got this job that i have because yeah. i work at a trampoline park now like how cool life, is that really is cool, man. <laughs> yeah so i was i just kept telling myself like maybe i wasn't getting a plan i wasn't getting jobs from mcdonald's because it just wasn't god's plan like that's excellent. this is probably <laughs> just what i'm meant to be doing as a job because right, right. i feel like I'd, i would take this job over mcdonald's any day now 
Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm just I'm just counting my blessings. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. Sometimes God like you know makes you go on a different path to where you like eventually, yeah. eventually are supposed to be. That's mm-hmm. a really good outlook on it. And I also wanted to talk about like microaggressions, like subtle things that you kind of notice now when you were like a kid that you didn't notice about people being kind of racist. Oh my Okay, so I just found out really what microaggression is yeah, yeah, same, same. from all the Instagram <laughs> things yeah, a few yeah. days ago. So yeah, and after reading those, it was, it was like a thing of, oh damn, I get that a lot. Well, I used to get it a lot anyway, but I didn't even think twice about it. But now it all makes sense about when people are like, oh, look, I'm as dark as you when they have tans and everything. I didn't, I never liked it because it's just like, it's weird to hear, but... Yeah. It's, it's just weird now that i've now i'm so glad that all these posts are coming up to explain every like the different types of like discrimination and racism and everything yeah because it's educating me as well as along with every other every other person so yeah i'm glad these are coming up and they kind of limit like and they put pressure on the, like people that like saying this to be like a bit more cautious yeah you yeah. can't just be like ah oh, blah, blah, blah. nah like you need to chill out a bit yeah, because everyone's now we're all aware. beginning to realize. It's also- uh, now that you say that it actually reminds me. Um, so we in Glasgow we have I don't know if you guys have it, the Iron Brew Carnival. Iron Brew, huh? have no, bro. What? You know how much I love Iron Brew, bro. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's literally a carnival where it's like rides, it's like roller coasters and everything inside, like a warehouse, right? Okay. So we, me and my friends decided to go and it's a, like a huge event. There's thousands of people, all your friends go and me and my friends decided to go and it was, I think there were six of us, six or eight of us. Yeah. And we got in and as soon as we walked in, security guards came to us and they were like, we're going to need you guys to split up and like go in groups of fours because there's too many of you guys in a group and there's families around and they're going to get like nervous. And I was, and I was just like... At the time, I didn't even, I was just like, why do they want us to split up? But my friends, they're all like hyper aware of this stuff. So they were able to catch it and realize that like, though, this is not fair. Like you can't be separating us when there's hundreds of other people walking in groups of like family groups and everything. And that was something that I was kind of sucked because it felt like we're like singled out, mm-hmm. you know, That's so that was one of those things. That's crazy, bro stereotypical and yeah it's never happened to me man that the iron brew festival you know i'm saying i don't know if you if you reported that to like higher management we just a bad look see that's the thing with me especially i hate confrontation okay so i'll do anything to avoid it that's just me as a person but i don't we're all just super how do I say chill that people? So we'd never really, I'm not one of the people to be like, I'm going to report this right, business. Right. And I, 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 you know, like a parent. Really. Yes. Exactly. I'm not like, I would never do that. I can't see myself doing that. Yeah. But now I think it's like the right time to challenge those. Not even from like being competition, like, okay, like why are we, mm. really question like, okay, what's, yeah, why are we scaring like, people? What's going yeah. on? Yeah. Just over the course of like these past six, seven years, we've seen Trayvon Martin, we've seen yeah. um, Orlando, Orlando Brown, we've seen Eric Garner. Uh, these names, 
constantly headlines, headlines. But this time, I just it just felt different because you you see how vivid the video was. Mm-hmm. Like the person is just kneeling, and I remember just going back in in the first like day when I came back on social. That that was like all I was seeing was just like George Floyd. Yeah, it just hit me, bro. I was like, man, this is. Then I was just so glad with all the protests going on, people really trying to like take a stance. And I really yeah. do hope that officers that were like responsible for his death are, you know, dealt with and punished. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't, and we can't even act like that. You know, it's just an, U- an America problem. Like the UK isn't innocent. Like even it's with, I don't know if you know about the Windrush scandal and the Grenfell Tower. I don't know if you know about. Yeah, I've heard about that. The Grenfell. Yeah. You know, I think those. It just tell, it just goes to show like the UK is just as much. I think it's a lot worse to be fair because UK Great Britain has a very dark history, colonialism, imperialism. Mm-hmm. You know, almost like I, I read, I was reading the Guardian article the other day. It's like almost half of the slaves that were transported to America, apparently they went on British ships. Jeez, that was great. Like they're See, really stuff no one ever tells you. Yeah, they're really good at hiding. Especially Britain are really good at hiding their involvement in slavery. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, that happened. No, like you guys really need to like make us aware. Especially, what did you, what did you think about like the statue of um that coasting guy being dragged in Bristol? Did you see the video? Yeah, I did. I seen all the videos. That was Ooh, that it's for me. It's I get the I should support the whole getting rid of the statues, mm-hmm. but what what amazed me is that people had a problem with it and even um in glasgow i don't know if you've heard about the statues around george square yeah, yeah. i've heard of it yeah. yeah it was like a little so yeah so there've been like um what you call it protests there, were, there was a planned protest to go and like protest for the statues to be taken down but I, but i've i seen that a lot of people who are for the statues also went there and it was just a mess, man. It was an honest mess. And I've, there's tweets and everything from people saying how it was, it's, it was kind of alarming because it brought it to home. And I've been walking through George Square my whole life pretty much. And now to see that people are getting attacked and there's riots and all this and seeing the videos of like hundreds of police people trying to hold people back and everything in George Square it's it's scary because it brings it to home and everything that's crazy i remember like growing up in glasgow going to george square like for, for eid and I remember when like mm. school we used to go to george square when they had the ice skating rings and stuff yeah and just like as you said i saw some of the videos too and i was like what the hell is going on like this looks crazy it's weird it's seen it in a different light like that it's it's really weird it just shows like the times um also, like, there was this little clip everyone was sharing on Instagram and Twitter. It's like the Frankie Boyle history thing. What's his name, Fred? Like, this comedian guy, and he was, like, going into depth with um, slavery in Glasgow, and he's talking about Buchanan Street, and Buchanan was, like, a slave mm. owner. Like, bro, the, I, I've, I heard about I don't think Jamaica I've seen the Street. video, but I've heard about it. Like, Jamaica Street, and, yeah. how, you know, Glasgow is kind of built built on slavery. Mm -hmm. all these like little things that we don't notice now they're coming to light i agree man and what do you think about the argument with like oh we should keep statues where they are because it teaches like 
teaches people about the history. I don't, what do you think about that? So me and my friends have been talking about this and they brought up some points saying that they understand that people want to keep the statues, but mm -hmm. we, we were thinking maybe it would be better to put the statues, say, in a museum where you can go by yourself to go and learn about that history, but it shouldn't be like out in the middle of the public um, space. Because it's kind of, it's it's it still carries a kind of a heavy image. So I'd say put them in a museum if people really want to see those statues. They can go around, see them. But I don't think they deserve to be up paraded on George Square or any other city around. I agree hundred percent. Like, do we like we don't have statues of Hitler all over Germany to know what Hitler? Yeah, like, that's such a stupid argument. And people that try to push that forward, I'm like, bro, are you like, are you serious? I've really been trying to like speak to people and get their perspectives on, on the whole movement. And this movement has really showed me that there's a lot of snakes. A lot of people really staying quiet. Yeah. And it's like, I see you. And the next time we see each other, it's no conversations, <laughs> nothing like that. Just keep it pushing. A lot of people have shown the true colors of who they really are. And it, it hasn't so even true. made me, hasn't even made me angry. I'm just like really thankful that I've kind of found out, you know, like the type of person. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay. Now I know what to do when I see you. It's just to like, you know what I'm saying? Don't hit me with that. Hey, what's up, man? No, none of that. Get the fuck. Honestly. How, has, Honestly. Have you have you been, has has this happened to you as well? Or you've seen people kind of be like a bit too quiet or not be like, oh, I don't want to get involved in politics. Like bullshit. <laughs> I've, seen a lot, I've seen a lot of those things, honestly. And it just, it's mainly on Facebook. I've seen it and Twitter as well, but Twitter is mainly just like the. I love Twitter, man. Everyone is just crazy on Twitter. You know how it I is. Love Twitter, <laughs> so yeah, but the ones that have shocked me really are on Facebook, and people that I I oh, I saw like every day or people that I know in the posting things like on Facebook saying like hashtag All Lives Matter and all that oh. stuff, and it's just it's 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 so weird because I'm just like yo. What do you then think of the like like if if you if you're one of the hashtag all lives matter people, what do you think of black people? Like what do you think of me? And if I do say this black lives matter stuff, does that then upset you or okay. like I, I, I don't understand their true intentions and it's just weird to know that these are people that I talk to every day. People smile at me and it's they're right in front of your face. So it's the whole thing about people showing their true colors. That's that's real, bro. It's real. Really, bro. So many two side, like two faced people. And it's like mm. I saw this image of like in America they have this this image of like the KKK and they're like taking off their capes and there's like a police uniform underneath. Mm. People people here are like very nice to you in, in like in person, mm -hmm. like behind closed doors. Even in my community, my community is the worst. I'm, I'll be the first to say it, especially the older generation, the very racist, especially um, just when it comes to their attitudes about, like if we'll be walking, like I, I, I remember being with like family, like back home and I'll, we'll be walking or, you know, they'll have friends, but we'll just be walking and we see like a person that's like Pakistani, but just darker skin. And um, they would just over, like, they would just start, like, dissing him. Be like, oh, look at this guy, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, this is a problem. You know, now I'm like, I need to call, like, now I'm starting to call out. I'm trying to have these conversations with my family. 
friends. But you know, back in the day, I think we used to just let like, go, go like slide off too easily. Like when I was like, yeah, still a Pakistani person. But yeah, racism. We need to challenge it in all forms, man. Not even just like friends, but also our family circles as well. One hundred percent. It's something I've also learned as well. I like if I'm like I hate confrontation when I say it. So if anything, it's call me out, man. Was said. It was like I would never call out people because I just I I don't like that openness. But after seeing, and especially when this whole the the movement of the I mean the Black Lives Matter movement has been going on for so long, but you know when we got that that push and now it's all like really happening. It was I was scared, not gonna lie, because really? it was a thing of now this is it's all becoming a reality. Like people are fighting for this now, and I was so nervous as, as to be like, now what's gonna happen? It's gonna be so like everyone's gonna be calling each other out. But now that I think about it, it's it's a great thing. It's a beautiful thing, honestly. I'm happy it's happening mm. because it's. It's something. It's history, bro. It's something we need to do yeah. to secure the future for our children. Yeah. And I'm now have to think about future generations, and it's not just. It's not just about me. It's like a bigger. It's a whole bigger thing. Bigger yeah, it's a bigger picture. Exactly. If we have these conversations now, it'll be easier for like the future generation. They'll be more. Yeah. They'll be more knowledgeable on you know stuff like this, and hopefully there'll be less of what's going on with this old lives matter bullshit. I really have a problem with that statement because. Like, if you really think about it, all lives don't matter. Like, if you, if you really, like, does Donald Trump's life matter? No. Does, um, you know, people that kill people or, like, rape and do their lives matter? No. And how can, how can all lives matter without, like, if, if black lives don't matter, how do all lives matter? I don't, that mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. Like, uh, every single life matters, right? So black lives should matter, right? So that, that statement is just... Whenever, whenever someone says that statement, I'm like, yeah, you're dumb. You're, you're just dumb. Yeah. You're dumb. I think, I honestly think it just comes from people who don't want anything to change. They're happy. and Because you know when the problem is not happening to you, so it's like, who really cares? But so they're failing to understand that there are people out here dying because they're black yeah. or colored or anything. Is, and I think it's just that whole thing of they're comfortable and the whole thing of change as well. It's probably unsettling to them but it needs to happen it needs to happen man if it doesn't happen today if, you know, it will definitely happen and with mm-hmm. those, and I think just a lot of people that use that statement they're very lazy and very like you said very just content very mm-hmm. comfortable um, because they don't want to face reality and they want to seem sort of like people say oh all lives matter so they want to seem like they're very knowledgeable and they they know what's going on but they, they in fact really don't and I just wanted to also discuss like the stuff that's like how we can help and play our part and what i've been doing is just like on on twitter you always see threads of different petitions to sign all that good stuff mm-hmm. there's so many petitions out there that people could sign like i made a video about this like black matters protest in my hometown here in south mm-hmm. Bend, just with a list of all, all the all the different petitions for breonna taylor by the way, her yeah. killers have still not been arrested, so we need justice for Breonna Taylor. It's I sometimes I wonder who who, who the is <laughs> the one making the the calls. Yeah, because it's like the way people are fighting for this girl, and still they're just quiet, like nothing's happening. I felt it like this: celebrities, like notable celebrities, calling out yeah. every day. They're like Steph Curry, LeBron, 
Like, doesn't the doesn't the mayor of Louisville see this? Because no, I I know like I have like sixty four followers on Twitter, but I'm still going ham. I'm still like, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm in the UK, but I'm still tweeting the mayor of Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> I'm like arrested. <laughs> it needs to be done. I'm trying to write like write to these like local offices and like yeah, what the fuck are you guys doing? I, I maybe there's just more going on behind the scenes, or but I just don't understand why they're just like. I'm not going to do anything just now. I'm just going to keep quiet. And everyone is screaming and still they're not listening to anyone. Mm-hmm. Even with Breonna Taylor, even with the police report, it was just blank. Mm. Like, what the fuck? You guys literally shot this woman while she was sleeping eight times and you're going to leave it. Goodness gracious. I never understand. There's so many cases here in the UK with Mark Duggan and so many other notable cases where people have died in custody and you don't really get the same attention. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, also, uh, did you hear about the bail fund for the Minnesota bail fund? Yeah, it was like the million dollar or something, something. Apparently they, raised like, apparently they raised like 35 million, bro. Are you serious for this cop? <laughs> no, no, no. That bail fund is basically for people that I think get arrested while protesting. Oh, oh, I see, I see. I thought you were talking about the the police officers. Yeah, yeah. So they really, like the bill fund is like people that get arrested while protesting and wow. stuff, and it's there to like help them with their legal fees. And there was this, like five million. They raised, you know how much they spent, bro? Apparently, this you know how much they spent from that thirty five million, two hundred k. What? <laughs> <laughs> I donate. I donate like ten ten pounds, and when I saw they spent two hundred k, I was like, wait, hold on, what? You mother, that's my what money. <laughs> no, that's that's <laughs> ridiculous. I remember like Twitter finding out, and everyone was just going attacking like the board, and people just going nonstop. Like, yo, what the hell? Thirty five minutes. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Bro, this is why I'm actually having to refresh Twitter every day. Something is always happening. When I log into Twitter, bro, it's like a war zone. Like, there's always like a like a building burning here i'm just trying to walk in like trying to mind my business always something always something i love twitter man because a lot of stuff that's not covered on the news is covered on twitter mm-hmm. i don't i never like they never covered the hangings you know like people are getting lynched in america yeah there's been like and you hear lynched, nothing about it nothing peaceful protests the mm. black Lives uh, the black lives uh, movement still going on people are still protesting it's not yeah heavily Still I found I, I remember seeing something like a post saying they've been protesting for it was like two weeks now it's probably longer now because since the last time yeah like it's it's been going on but Heavy. you don't hear anything you like, hear nothing from the media and obviously COVID is like the next headline and they'll yeah. this is really slick this is what they'll try to do right they'll be like oh the the second spike or the second wave due to the demonstrations mm-hmm. but what about bank holiday when all these people were going to the beaches and exactly b-day when everyone was like block part like the block party's like okay that's not my business I was, this, uh, that's actually mad. did you go to the protest in was there bro did you go to the protest in Glasgow? there was one in glasgow but i i wouldn't go because my sister is she has asthma so i didn't want to oh, okay. risk it so but i remember seeing so many and it was from the pictures that i'd been seeing and that's why it inspired me to cover that song from Nina Simone. Yeah. And post it on my Instagram just to do my part. Because I feel like the way I can help, I'm not 
I'm nowhere near as educated as half these people that are fighting for us. So the way I felt like I could help best is through music. You're very so that's how. Thank you, you bro. That's is how I'm trying to, trying to use my voice. So I just decided to do my little part as well. But seeing the pictures, my friend, some of my friends went and seeing those pictures and the videos, it was in the speeches seeing the people some people that i know doing speeches it was uh, absolutely beautiful i wish i went so badly but i was there in spirit amazing man we had a protest here and it was really good because there was a lot of uh social distancing people mm. were trying to you know they were doing their best to keep two meters away so yeah. everyone was like really respectful of, uh, of each other's um, spaces we had like different different speakers come out from different organizations and it was really good i think we had two i only went to the one because yeah. I was doing something secondary, but it went really well. You know, if I wanted to go to the one in London, but that one just looked a bit too crazy, bro. I don't know if you saw oh, my, the highlights from Lon- the yeah. London protests. Damn. It's see, because I seen um all like the main stuff, right? But then yeah. when I went, because I'm I went onto TikTok and everything, and seeing people's own personal stuff and seeing what some of the police officers were saying, some of the people. And it's just when you get a deeper look into it and see what's really happening to people who are actually there, it's it's really it's shady, it's weird. But I think once again, it's it's a beautiful thing for it to be happening. Hundred percent. And I, you know, this I I don't mind if this is happens for I want it to happen as as long as it has to happen mm-hmm. until we see justice for George yes. Floyd, for Breonna Taylor, for Ahmed Aubrey. I remember mm-hmm. like during the month of Ramadan, I heard of uh, Ahmed Aubrey and. Just innocent black man getting killed by these white supremacists while jogging. Imagine yeah. you saying like the the statement that sticks with me now is you saying that you don't even feel comfortable taking taking a walk around your neighborhood. You just go straight to the car. Mm-hmm. That hits me, bro. And I feel so grateful for the life I live. I have so much privilege to just to be able to walk with my mom every day. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And just to confirm, like, do you have any any like final remarks about? the whole movement about, you know, what's going on at the moment. I just, I'm so glad. And it's also amazing to see um, most of my white friends share, like they're sharing and they're yeah. educating any and everyone. Well, and it's just amazing to see that it's, we're not just fighting for ourselves. Everyone else is also fighting with us. There, there are people trying to make some noise on the opposite side, but, like I've always said, the fire is still and it will continue to burn. We have we have that 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 power, y'all. It's our generation, man. It's up to us to make mm-hmm. that change. As you stated, a lot of people, especially white people, it's really it's really cool to see them definitely like taking stance and calling out yeah. our family members and doing this. And it, made, it makes me really happy too. Like even me and my community, everyone's rallying together and doing doing mm-hmm. stuff too. Because we're all in this together at the end of the day. All lives can't matter unless black lives matter. So, Yeah, 100%. So, thank you so much, bro, for joining me. So I know it's, it's a very like tough topic to navigate, especially because it's very active at the moment. Uh, but mm-hmm. thank you so much for joining me, man. And also, you're like the second ever person to have like a repeat episode. How do you feel about that? Privileged. So privileged. <laughs> he said he's privileged. We've leveled up. It's video, it's video now, you see? It's crazy, like we're doing, we're doing different stuff. We got the, we got the uh-huh. camera, got the little Levels. different. 
Or would you like to tell people about any projects that are coming out or any projects that have dropped? So, I mean, I'm always working on something new, but right now, my current, my latest project anyway, if you want to head onto YouTube, you can find my making of I'm an Instrument. Yes, sir. This is a short film, a short film I made just documenting my process of how I created my EP and the inspiration behind it and hurdles I had to overcome. Yeah. It's amazing, guys. I've seen it. It's, it's incredible. It survived. <laughs> support my my amazing incredibly talented friend he's he's got more stuff to come let's just say we might be slabbering soon i'm not gonna say i don't want to say oh we need to (laughs) (laughs) hey thank you so much for coming through man and um i'll catch you guys on another episode soon thank you jeremy take care